What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. People say he ain't no good, and I'm crazy as a loon. Cause I shave my head in the morning, and pick guitar in the afternoon. Just like old Chief and Charlie, I like to lay around in the shade. Well, I ain't got no money, but you better believe I got it made. Cause I ain't asking nobody for nothing. If I can't get it on my own. Just leave this bald-headed country boy alone. Before this episode of the Josh Terry Podcast gets started, we want to thank all of our sponsors. 3B Construction and Roofing, Your Choice Healthcare, Lori's Dive-In, DPF Alternatives, and they have a new address, by the way. It is 288 Edington Highway, Gray, Georgia, 31032. Nobles Networking, Project K9 Hero, who is a lifetime sponsor of the show. If you would like to figure out how to be a lifetime sponsor of the show, please message me now. Cottonfield Grill, Pearl Promoting, Back Road Park, and Event Venue. Don't forget, November 10th and 11th, we are over there for their Veterans Day celebration. Friday night is Tristan Baugh and Confederate Railroad. And on Saturday is Miss Ella Langley and Trey Lewis. I will be hosting the event. It is going to be an awesome time. Do not miss out. Tickets are available now. Cashman's Pub, Down Yonder Hat Co., Deep South Chemical, and we're bringing back an old feature that we haven't done in a while. Our Spotlight Song of the Month, an artist spotlight, is on Mr. Hunter Mounts and Kyle Austin. They just put out a song called Collar Greens. I really, really like it. I'm going to play it for you in a couple weeks whenever these boys come into the show. So do me a favor now. Go follow both these guys on social media and download our song of the month, Collar Green, by Hunter Mounts and Kyle Austin. Better than basic. Uh, Miss Erica does our website. She does all our graphic design. She does everything for us. Please go check them out now for any of your social media needs, marketing needs, whatever. And check out the Josh Terry podcast.com our official website grab some merch while you're there and please leave a review and rate the show if you love this please help me grow all i need you to do is take five minutes out of your time go to apple spotify however you listen to the show and leave a review leave us five stars it helps us more than you know i'm grateful for each and every one of y'all thank y'all for making the show what it is now I'll stop with the business side of the show now, and we'll get to talking. Thank y'all for listening. Enjoy the show. Thank y'all for tuning into the Josh Terry Podcast. Uh, today with me is somebody I'm very fucking scared of, to be honest with you. I've been on stage with her one time, and she's an extremely good shit talker, but this woman can back it up, too. What's up, Miss Ireland? How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Am I am saying that right, right? Yeah, you're... you're... Okay, so I was like the fucking... Not the, I about said the continent, but the country. The country. That's what I always say when somebody goes, "Hi, what's your name?" I'm like Ireland, like the country. Because if I don't, they go Island. Is there or any? Like, or they do this. They go, "I'll say hi. My name's Ireland," and they'll look at me for a minute and they'll go, "The 
country state i'm like you're stupid you're so dumb so stupid is uh is there any like any significance to your name um i think from what i know all my siblings have weird names but i from what i know my mom had a pregnant moment right before i was born and alec baldwin and kim basinger had a daughter named ireland and my mom saw her on tv and thought she was the cutest in the world and my dad wasn't going to argue with a nine-month pregnant lady about what my name was about to be. So yeah, probably best not to do that shit. Yeah, he was like, "Yeah, her name's Ireland. That's great, great idea. It's fabulous." I don't, I don't think it's a weird name. I actually like it. Uh, what are your I'm, I'm, What are your siblings' names that you think's weird? I've got an older brother named Dakota, and then right. myself, and then a younger brother named Journey, and a younger brother named Treasure. Yeah, that's uh, you got hippie parents. Is that what it is? No, not they just didn't want us to be regular names. Like they didn't want us to be like Emily T or Matthew R and have like the last name initial attached. So <laughs> Yeah, they did they anything really... besides be basic white people. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's fucking cool though. I actually I actually I was hoping there was more to it. I was hoping like either you conceived in Ireland or there's a Garth Brooks song that I really like called Ireland that I was hoping it was like your family song or some shit. But no, just I being different is cool. Well, anyway, I've seen naming list. I've seen her baby name list that she's had forever, and there's some out of pocket shit on there. Really, like, like what? First of all, there's Miley, like Miley Cyrus. That is on that list, like way before Miley Cyrus was a thing. Miley, and I was like, can you imagine if my name was just Miley? Ugh. But there's Miley. There's um, I want to say it was Emerald was on there. Um. Oh, uh, oh, it's from Narnia. What is it? Caspian? Yeah, Caspian. Uh, Arizona was on there. Or Phoenix. I think it was Phoenix. Yeah. Like she, this list, I, I want to put it in a frame. I want to get it from her and like frame it. Because I think it's, it. it's one of the most out-of-pocket lists I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, my, uh, my daughter almost had a fucked up name. She was almost called Nala. And we had to argue with her mother for the longest time, like her mama loves Lion King, and it's it like no, like it's and it was a fight. It was a fight, fight for several, several months about the shit. But it was almost Nala. I just, mm. what's her name now? What's Gracie. her name? Gracie. Yeah, see that great name. That's a great name. Yeah. I think that is a great name. On I have a friend. I have a friend named Gracie. I have a friend named Graceland. I have a friend and her, they're about to have a baby, name her Gracie. Great name. Great name. Nala, that's like a dog name. Yeah, it is. It is actually a, a more of a dog name. Like, yeah. it, And there was like nothing else behind it besides this woman just really liked Lion King. That's a terrible reason too. Like, Yeah, no shit. Maybe if it was like a long lost family name. Like I know that my family has some really weird names. Like my like extended family. I know that I have... At some point, there was an like a great aunt Goldie. Her name was Goldie. Um, I have an aunt named Ina Claire. Um, I have an uncle named Uncle Herschel. Like the Uncle Herschel's breakfast at uh, Cracker Barrel. Well, I'm like, from I'm from Georgia, so Herschel's a very common name here. Yeah, but like they're very. I mean, they're from the south, from down in Missouri. So like, yeah, okay. kind of. But I always think like. When you have like weird names, usually it's like a family name, not because you like Lion King. Yeah, no shit. Now, that was that was that, whatever. That was a lot of the theory that I used too. So, so where are you from then? 
from Nashville. You're from Born Nashville? No shit. Yeah. Like Born in Midtown. See, like, I would I wouldn't figure that you would be because you're not a basic white bitch at all. No, no, not yeah. at all. Yeah, like, when I here's the thing. I say that, don't get me wrong. I still have like the sparkly cowgirl boots and everything. Like I still how do I turn that off? Turn what off? My did you not hear that? Oh, I didn't hear anything. Oh. If it's doing if it's like a notification or some shit, it won't pop up. I've already had like two come up on my computer since we started. Oh, great. Yeah. This might cut out for a second, but I don't even think it does that shit. All right. So anyway, I was just making sure to, it didn't bother. So back to your basic white bitch stuff. Yeah, I still have like the 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 like knee high sparkly boots and I have those things and I definitely do love a good Broadway moment. I was on Broadway last night. I love, but every once in a while, it has to be for something. I'm not just going yeah. out to go out. It has to be for something. Yeah. I can't do it hardly ever anymore. Like it's just, I got a buddy that headlines sometimes at AJ's and I'll go watch him. But besides that, like I just, I hate it. I hate everything about it. Yeah. I, I went last night for a birthday party and I only went because my friend was coming back in town and then it was a birthday party for two friends. So it wasn't just one sole birthday party. It was like a joined birthday party. So I was knocking out two and one and all of our friends were going. So I was like, great, I'll go down. I'll see everybody in one big like round and like take a lap. And I was out. Yeah. I saw I just, your, I, it, it made me giggle. I saw your video that you posted a while ago or earlier today. And it was like, I, I really am not happy here. I'm going to leave in just a minute or whatever the hell you said. Yeah. Cause I, my coach so i box and i'll read this to you my coach yesterday one of our one of our guys at our gym had a fight so we we all went to the fights and it was really fun and so last night he posted in our in our gym group chat he was like he was like celebration time after he won his fight and it was him in the gas station holding two dr peppers because when you cut weight for boxing you pretty much cut out everything yeah. So after your fight, you really want something that you have been deprived of. Like after my fight, I had two six ounce steaks and a bowl of green bean casserole. Like I just wanted like real true food that wasn't like broccoli and chicken, you know? So he got Dr. Pepper. And then like hours later, this girl from our gym who I love her, her name is Lindsay. We like, she's great. She's wonderful. She put a photo in here with her and her boyfriend at Bucky's, which Bucky's is not near Nashville. That's like an hour and a half away. Yeah. They left and I was in the bar. I'd had one drink and I don't drink ever. Like I hardly ever drink now. And like with fighting, I really can't drink. So I had one drink and I was like feeling it. And she posted, she put this photo in here and I go, wait, that's the boy you were crying over the other day. BFFR Lindsay. <laughs> In the group chat with our entire gym. So she screenshotted the guy that I'm talking to. She screenshotted his Instagram and goes, okay, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> it aired out. Like, it didn't just, like, crop him. Like, she, like, she left his Instagram handle in the thing. Put it in our gym. So now everybody knows who I'm talking to. And one of our other guys goes, can y'all politely go the fuck to sleep? And this morning, my coach texts me, goes, good morning. I saw your conversation last night and I was like, so that video that I posted where I was like, 
no, I'm having fun that I was going to respond to her in the group chat and send that in there. But I was like, I don't know that I can, I don't know that I can call her out and be like, that's the boy you're crying over. And then also say that because I spar her three times a week. Like she'd break my face in a heartbeat if she wanted to. So it was a little more, you know, you got to be a little more. Went for everybody who doesn't know you, if they haven't seen you on Raised Rowdy stuff or they haven't seen where you was on the other pay-per-view and everything, like how long have you been doing the boxing stuff? So funny enough, it was a year ago, a week ago that I signed up at a boxing gym. I had a buddy staying at my house and he boxes. And I was like, I could do that. I could totally do that. And he was like, no, I don't know. It's kind of aggressive. I don't know that you'd be into it. And as soon as he said that, something happened. And I was like, no, I'm going. I'm going then tomorrow. I'm going to a gym and I'm bo- I'm boxing tomorrow. Signed up and I boxed for like six months. And then I was like, this is not for me. I don't like this. I don't like getting hit. I don't, I don't like running. Like hill sprints, absolutely not. So I like, I quit. I was done after like six months. And then in August, or no, in July, I had like kind of toyed with it again. And I was like, I can do this. It'd be fun, whatever. My buddy flew out from LA. He had a fight here in Nashville. I went to it. And as he was fighting, I looked at my best friend and I was like, I want to box again. I was like, I don't know what I have to do to do it. I want to box again. And I want to do it. And I want to do it big. And she was like, all right. She was like, cool. She's like, let's talk about it tomorrow when we're not in the arena with all the like everything going on. Let's talk about it tomorrow when it's not 11 PM. And I was like, great. Sounds good. Next day called a coach and I was like hey I want to box again two days later after that Barstool called and they were like hey um would you be interested in fighting in rough and rowdy and I was like yeah sure like when is it that would be so fun and the guy goes August 18th and I said that's 18 days from now and he goes yeah how did Barstool and you get hooked up in the first place so I applied to fight rough and rowdy a year Uh, and a half ago okay and because I wanted to fight Grace O'Malley, Brianna Chicken Fries co-host. Yeah, she's a badass. I was like, yeah, I was like, that would be so fun. I'll do it. And it just didn't work out. And so I guess my number, I guess I was still in their system, like in their like roster of people that have mm-hmm. signed up. I don't know why they pulled me for this one. I don't, I don't, I think it was just a weight thing, just weight class and kind of all worked out. And I was like, 18 days? Yeah, sounds good. So I'm trying to buy time on the phone with the like promoter dude. And I'm texting coaches that are in Nashville. And I was like, is it stupid for me to fight in 18 days? Like, do you think we could get me somewhat ready in 18 days? Like if I gave you 110% every day for 18 days and I did everything I'm supposed to do for 18 days, do you think that I will win? And they were like, "No, I don't know, but it could be fun. Let's (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm already pretty athletic and I like, I work out every day pretty muscular but they were like yeah sure let's do it so I told them I was like yeah I'm in the next day they confirmed everything sent over the contracts I signed everything I was in the gym an hour after the contract was signed and it was just kind of game over from there I was like I want to do that that's actually not true I hated every minute of the 18 days yeah that's I, I tried whenever I did the rough and rowdy thing I mm-hmm. I, did, I only I only think I had like a month and I tried my damnedest to go balls to the wall, but like I got screwed so bad on mine. And then like everything went downhill from there. But the guy they said I was fighting was, I was like 220 at the time. 
And mm-hmm. the guy that I was fighting was supposed to be like, I can't remember. He was right there at it. But I get there, and even like the promo stuff that they had put together of me and this dude or whatever, the social media clips and everything they put together. Right. Like, it was a whole different guy. When I got there today to Jacksonville, um, it was the Georgia-Florida game, and they had Georgia fans versus Florida fans. And yep. the guy that I got there to fight didn't show up. And they were like, do you still want to do it? And I was like, fuck yeah, I just drove four hours, and I, I damn sure want to do this. The guy I had yeah, to fight like- was 6'2". 280 and i am you've you've stood next to me i think you are as tall as i am if not a little bit taller i'm 510 on a good day oh i'm 510 all day every day and on a good day i'm almost 511 yeah like oh yeah so this dude he was a fucking mountain he was nice as he could be like we vibed before the show and all this kind of stuff or whatever but i'm telling you i couldn't get a punch in on this dude I took it for two and a half rounds, and when I figured out that I was not, I was probably going to get knocked the fuck out was about to happen. Uh, I fucking was like, oh, my knee, my knee, and I just went down, like, to a knee. I was not going to get knocked out on pay-per-view. Do what? You bitched out? I bitched out 100%. He was wailing on my ass, and I couldn't do nothing about it, but he wasn't knocking me down. But it was like, no, he's... Yeah, 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 no, I get it. I get it. It's... It is definitely as a as a girl, and I don't obviously can't speak for guys, but as a girl, it is one of the more scary things that I think we do. Yeah, because girls, at what I've noticed, like sparring other girls and fighting other girls, and I've like I've been in my fair share of, like bar fights and stuff, and girls, girls will start a fight and we'll like argue. Will somebody will slap somebody? You'll pull some hair, whatever. But as soon as one girl gets like really clocked, like you really like hit somebody, not just like, oh, you slapped them or you shoved them. Like you really clock a girl. You can see it in their eyes. Something changes. And that's when you kind of figure like, can you take it or can you not? Like yeah. definitely like with the girl I spar, her name is Lindsay. You can like if you if you hit her hard enough in the face, you can see her eyes change immediately and something happens and she will just lay into you for as long as you let her. And it is the scariest thing I've ever seen. It's that survival. I also, it, it is. It's it, your fight or flight kicks yeah. in faster than anything ever. And you just, I, I don't know what happens. I don't know if guys do that. I don't know if you guys think a little more clearly during a fight. Uh, I, I, I think I, everyone blacks out. Yeah, my I've been in a like I'm I'm 36. I I grew growing up. I had a very short temper. And had a very mm-hmm. bad attitude until my daughter was born. And then when my daughter was born, I was like, fighting somebody in a bar or doing whatever doesn't prove shit no more. Like, it just, it doesn't. Yeah. I have this thing now that, like, everybody kind of picks on me about. I've got, like, two moves now. One, if I can hold my own, especially, like, if we're the same size, I, there's a good chance I can hold my own. Now, if you're a big fucker and I can't get to you and you got so much more reach than me, yeah, there's not much I'm going to do, right? Like, but I also don't really fuck with people that's a lot bigger than me either. Like, but I don't fuck with people that's smaller than me. The what? I'll never, I'll never understand when people do that. People pick on people yeah. bigger than me. I'm like, yeah. that's just whatever. It's so yeah, dumb. You can't, you can't teach size. I don't care what, there's a reason why there's weight classes and all kind of stuff. Like, you, you can't teach size, a healthy size anyway. But, uh, yeah, I, I've the fights that I've been in, 
I haven't never been like scared to like square off with somebody, but I've also never like tried to fight Andre the fucking giant either. Like in that fight Fair. with that fight with raised rowdy, I mean rough and rowdy. Like it was like I shouldn't even have got in there. But my pride was like, you can do this. Like, come on, come on. You you've trained and for the past twenty something days. And then it's like, no, as soon as I got as soon as that dude started fucking hitting me hard in the head, I was like, No, I'm good, bro. I think that's what happened with my fight. Like we went in there, we were supposed to both weigh 150. I weighed in right at 148. I never knew what her weight was, but if you've seen the fight, you know that she was more than 150 for yeah. sure. Um, and well, I wouldn't say that because you're ta- you're taller than her, and you're yeah, you're, but she was real dense. She was yeah, real you're, dense. You're in shape. Like you, you have you tell, seen the? Have you seen it? I posted it on my on my Instagram while ago, so people would be looking for us to drop this episode. Yeah, let me go back and make sure I'm not just over fucking thinking it. Like I thought no. that she was shorter and stumpier than you. I don't know. Okay, she was she was four or five inches shorter than me, but she was dense. Oh and, yeah, yeah. You can yeah, I could see it now. I wasn't. I'm just looking for when you knock the fuck out of her and that mouthpiece goes flying. But you're right. Oh yeah. Like in our weigh-ins, when on our press conference, when we got up there, she looked me up and down. Like she like she looked me up and down. And she was like, she was like, you and I are about the same. And I was like, the same what? Like what <laughs> about <laughs> the same what? Uh. At what did you really look at me and look in the mirror and go, Yeah, we're the same? And she was like, I think we've got a fair chance. And I was like, at what? I've got, I'm so much longer than you. I have way more muscle than you. I know actually how, I know how to fight. Yeah. And just based off pure athleticism, I'm going to win. Not even like out of cockiness or like. No, I know what you mean. It's you're, you're an athlete. She's not. Right. Like in the, I will do this all the time. And I do this with men too. I look at people's ankles to find out how athletic you are because if you have skinny ankles, you're athletic. It is a real thing. That is not a real thing. Yes, it is. Oh, yes, actually, it is because I know. Actually, college. see, I'm like I know college. I'm sneaky athletic, and now I'm looking at my fucking ankles. What do you say now? I know college coaches that look at students' ankles, like when they have guys coming in to like as freshmen. He's like, we look at guys' ankles to see where they're at, and the very first thing I did when they sent me a photo of what she looked like is I, I text back and I said, do you have a full body photo of her? And they were like, yeah, let me get it. They sent it to me and I zoomed in our ankles and I screenshotted it. I sent it to my coach and I was like, we're good. That's Cause fun. she had clunky ankles with like rolls in them. And I was like, you, you cannot, if you have clunky angles with rolls in them, there's no way you're going to out athleticism me or out whatever. Like you, I'm already more athletic than you. You just made 10,000 people look at their ankles at one moment. I'll guarantee you everybody is going to post their ankle pictures tomorrow on our fucking website and be like, am I athletic or not? I'll go in there and look at them all too. That's fucking crazy. What up? You never never like look at people and you're like, oh, they've got skinny ankles or like, oh, they got fat ankles. What's funny is I do the calves. I was was always taught if you, if your calf is not, different than that piece that's right there at, before your ankle. If you don't have a definite calf, like it's, if it's more of a cankle, you know that they're so unathletic. 
Like, it's oh just, yeah, yeah. If it's the, if it's the, if your whole everything under your knee looks like one fucking piece, then you know they're a- unathletic. You know, what my favorite is what? I'm. I'm not even mean about this. This is just genuinely just the way that things are. When girls wear crew socks, like the kind of like the taller like Nike socks, already, yeah, and they're like, and it kind of squeezes their leg a little bit. That I'm like that crew part should not squeeze your leg because there shouldn't be that much fat on that part of your leg. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, I know what you mean. Like, I know what you mean. I'm not trying to. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not body shaming anybody. I don't care what you look like. I don't you're care. You're talking. It's not body Just shaming. For- it's not body shaming if you're talking athletics. They're, they're, right. They're, that's something completely different. If it's you completely was, different. It's yeah, not. It, no. And I think with boxing, I've become so comfortable with talking about like weight and size and like yeah. different parts of your body. Because every day my coach is like, how much do you weigh this morning? What's your body fat? Like um, we have these scales that we sit, we, we stand on. And they do your weight, your body fat index, your B- they do your BMI, they do your water intake. Like they do all these things, how much your bones weigh, how much muscle mass you have. And you send the report to your coach in the morning. So like in the morning, you do that, send it to him, whatever. So you get very comfortable with what every, so like you're in the gym, there's 30 other people in the gym and your coach is just like, oh, you weigh, you weighed 151 this morning. And you're like, now everybody knows how much I weigh. Thank you. Or it's posted on the internet on a card. So I feel like I've gotten very comfortable with people knowing like everything about my body, the way that it, like how it looks, the, how much I weigh, like all these different things that now I'm like, you, when it comes to athleticism, athletics and like things, it's not body shaming. It's just like, I'm more athletic than you. That's just the end of, that's what it is. I'm big on like, cause I'm a bigger dude. Like I'm built bigger. Like mm-hmm. I've always had body issues or whatever, like with my weight and everything, but I've, it's never when it's came to athletics. Like I know that there's a difference in it. I know that yeah. like, like even I, I played every sport we had growing up and I was a good athlete. And then after school, I got, I gained some fucking weight because I wasn't playing sports no more, but, uh, I'm, ser- yeah, but it's, it's, it's not, it's not like you're sitting there saying, Hey, you can't go buy fucking knee high boots, ladies, if you've got cankles. Are you anything like you're like you're like you're not being a an asshole about it. You're just like, hey, look, if I look across the ring or we're in a sporting event together and I see you and you're yeah. not as in good a shape as me, one, you're just taking pride in yourself. And two, you're right, just like, all- you should have trained harder, is what you probably are thinking to the person looking at you. That was the thing in our press conference. We stood across from one another, and sh- here's the thing: she was mad at me from the get-go. She blocked me on Instagram and Facebook and everything else before I even said anything online. Wow. Like the day that she found out who it was, I don't know. I have no idea. They told her who she was fighting. She blocked me on everything. So I made one TikTok and I was like, I was like, you can't, it, because I, I found her Facebook because you can't block somebody on the internet. If it's on the internet, I'm going to find it. I don't care yeah. if you blocked me. I'll make a new account. I'll find someone. We'll find it. And she was like, on the internet talking shit about me. Her mom was talking shit about me. Her mom was writing on the barstool posts and being like, she, her mom, I will never forget. Oh my gosh. I have a screenshot of it. Her mom commented on something that they posted of me and goes, this cheerleader with the big honker is going to go down quick. And I was like, rude. First of all, you have blue eyeshadow on. You wear blue eyeshadow and it's 2023. Calm down. Do you know what her Instagram is? So I can look her up. 
it's uh something Faithian, something Carissa Faithy K A R I S S A, I think. K A R I S S A. Or K A R R K A R I S S A. Um, I think. Let me see if I can find it. I really want to find this. I'm just I'm just gonna go ahead and guess guess before I even see her. She she probably super jealous of you right off the bat, regardless. And then and then knowing that there's yeah. a good chance you're gonna whoop her ass too. Yeah. So she gets on the internet, she's talking shit about it online. Her mom is talking shit. And I thought as a 23 as a 24 year old girl, if my mom was commenting on Barstool Sports posts about another girl and like talking about her, I would be so embarrassed. Yeah. I would be so embarrassed. Like so, so, so embarrassed. And so I didn't comment back on anything. I just left. I was like, they can talk their shit. I'm going to let them talk their shit. I made one TikTok video that was like, how are you going to block me on the internet and talk shit about me at the same time? That's all it said. That's all it said. That's it. What is your TikTok? I go to West uh, Ireland.Gabriella, I think. Yeah. Ireland.Gabriella. I just posted a video of you and I on there today. Of me? Yeah, it's the one of you and I where I was talking about. Uh, uh, okay, okay, follow. Um, yeah, that 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 beats me to the punch to where uh, when I fucking put out the clips from this later or whatever, I already have you on there. Perfect. Um, yeah, so I posted that TikTok, and then I get to West Virginia. I walk into the hotel, and I see her up in the balcony of the hotel. Like, I can see her, and she looks ridiculous. She's got, like, this weird face paint on. And like this, like she just looked bad. And I was like, there's no way that's real. Like, there's no way that that is what's she, this is real life right now. So I check into my hotel, my room. I go up to my room, change, get ready for the press conference, put on some makeup, do my hair, whatever. I get out of my room. She clicks. I click on the, on the elevator thing. She gets in the elevator. We like met at the elevator. And I was like, no. Mm-mm. You know, she was fucked, didn't you? Yeah, as soon as I saw her, I was like, I ain't worried about this. Like, as soon as I saw her in real life and I was like face to face with her that close, I was like, she, we're good. She gets in the elevator and I stood there like I was not getting in the elevator with her. And she was like, I don't bite. And I like leaned around the corner and I was like, I do. And she just like clicked the button. And I was like, I'm not getting in the elevator with you and pretending that you didn't talk shit about me for two weeks and that your mom isn't on the internet actively talking about me right now, every day. Like I was getting off the plane, looking at comments that her mom was posting. Like from that day, we get to the arena, we stand up in front of one another and she like has a bad attitude. And I was, I was nervous. I was so nervous. And I wasn't nervous because of her. I was nervous because I hadn't done like a, a live press conference interview like that ever. And I knew it was live on Barstool Sports Instagram, Bar- Rough and Rowdy, Barstool Nashville. It was live on Dave Portnoy's Instagram. Like everybody was there and it was all live. So there's thousands and thousands and thousands of people watching this. And I know that my mom is watching as well. And I'm like, I hope I don't say something stupid and my mom be mad at me. Like, I hope, like, I hope my mom isn't watching this and it's like, Ireland, you shouldn't have said that. So I get up there and Large, the guy who inter- is interviewing us goes, he looks at her and he was like, so he was like, how, how are you feeling? Like, what? how are you feeling? This is going to go. And she like 
leans over the desk like this. She like, if the desk is here, she like leans over like this and looks me up and down and goes, I think, I think I've got a fair shot. So I lean over and I looked at her and I was like, where, where, because I don't think that you and I are anywhere near in the same category for anything at all, at all. And she was like, she said something about, she was like, she was like, well, you're tall, like a fucking man. First of all, first of all, you wish you looked like me. So calm down. (laughs) That a girl. Second of all, she was like, she was like with that big ass nose to hers. And I said, she's a, and I knew she was a cosmetologist. So she has her, like her hair license to do like extensions and shit. I, and I knew this because I stalked her. I knew this. And I was like, you should fix your tracks before you fix my nose. Cause she was like, I'm going to have to like, she's going to need to get her nose fixed or something like that. And I meant her tracks, like her hair, hair extension tracks, which is like the lines that you put in them yeah. to like, to sew the extensions in. And I said that, and that like hurt her. You can see it in her face. And she comes across the table, hits me in the face at the press conference, hits me in the face. And she goes back, says something under her breath. And she says something about, well, that's not a problem. And I was like, clearly it is like, because like you lost your cool. Like clearly this is a problem for you. Hits me again. And they let us take a photo. The guy leans over and goes, how did you know about her track marks? And I was like, I wasn't talking about her track marks. I was talking about her hair. So everyone on Barstool thinks I'm talking about like track marks. Oh, shit. Yeah. I was talking about her hair. So either she's got a she's got a problem and I was the only one that didn't know about it or that's the only thing. I didn't like I don't know if she has a problem or not. That's none of my business. Live your life. But like they're pretty sure that's why she got that mad about it. Is cuz I they think I told her she had track marks instead of like her hair. Yeah. So we oh, they thought the you were a mega bitch. They thought I was like playing dirty dirty. Woof. You froze. Uh, yeah, I, I thought, bet you can still hear me, though. I can I still hear you're you. Not fine. Moving. Yeah, you're fine. Give it a minute. I mean, you can keep talking because you're fine. It'll come back. Yeah. But no, Anyways, I, I bet she was a recovering addict. I bet. Because don't you, didn't y'all have to do like bios like we did? This is embarrassing when it's just me. Okay. Back. There you go. There you go. Did y'all have to do bios? Yes. Yeah, I bet you she was a recovering addict. I never read hers, but I bet you that's how she kind of got their attention. Bet she's a recovering addict. And uh I bet she thought you had read it. And then she you like she thought you was going deep, low blow. She really went for it. Why is this frozen? I don't know. Hold up, mine's fine. Hold on. Let me make sure that it's is it me? My... Yes, I think it's you, but hold on. Yeah, so I don't know what that was, but it happened. I walked away. She cut her hand. She hit my face, cut her hand on my face and left. Like she left crying because her hand hurt so bad because she hit me so hard. And the next day was like, obviously the fight. And the promoter came up to me and he was like, Hey, like, how are you feeling after everything? Like, are you okay today? And I was like, I'm fine. I was like, I'm just letting you know now. I was like, after that kind of performance from her, I was like her acting out and acting like she's hot shit. I was like, I just want you to know that this, like, I was like, she's going to lose. She's going to lose bad. I was like, and this is going to be the most watched Barstool fight of the night. And Probably he was like, was. 
he was like haha okay whatever and like walked away and that was it and it was the most washed it was like the fire i think i fixed it it's okay i can piece some shit i'll piece it together anyway yeah you're crystal clear now whatever you did all right well i just hit turn off and turn back on i figured that would fix it oh okay well there you go that's probably always the easiest fucking solution well uh how, how quick did you knock her out too by the way or knock the where they stopped the fight 26 seconds that's what i thought i thought you went in there and wore that ass out quick yeah and i i told everybody like i told my coaches i was like how fun would it be if i finished it in the first round like how fun would it be if i just got in there and cleaned it up first round and was done and they were like oh yeah that'd be fun whatever and i don't think anybody thought that it would really happen and when they stopped the fight i turned and looked at dave portnoy and he goes it's over and i turned back to the ref and the ref was like come here to like raise my hand up and I was like that was it like that was I did it like all right I honestly I was kind of mad about it I wanted to keep going well when you train for 18 days straight you want more than just that quick fix I guess but you proved a fucking right. point oh 100 percent when I and I didn't know that I knocked the mouth guard out until Caleb was walking over with it and I kept looking at him and I was like why I was like what does he have like in his hand and why is he getting that close to the ref I was trying to figure out what they were doing. And I realized it was a mouth guard. And I looked at her and she was like talking without a mouth guard. And I was like, did she not have it in the whole time? And then I could see on the arena, like Jumbotron, they did like the replay slow-mo of it. And I like looked up and watched it back. And I was like, oh, okay. Got it. Got it. I did that. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. I knocked it out of her mouth. Like, it, she did not not have it. I knocked it out. And uh, it's definitely a cool clip. If anybody's listening to this and you want to check it out, go check out her Instagram. Because it's on there. I shared it on my story a while ago. It's a badass oh. clip where you knock the fuck out of her and it goes out of her mouth. Yeah, it was. Uh, she hit me one good time in the beginning of the round on the top of the head. She threw one like right overhand and she threw it like this. You can see it. She throws it like this, comes on the top. And like, I felt it like hit my head and I will never forget. As soon as she did that, I was like, I do not want to get hit like that again. I don't want to feel like I get hit like that again yeah. in an arena with this watching. And I think my like my pride got a little bigger <laughs> and my bigger. And I was like, you're not going to win. You are. I don't know how they're going to score this, but you're not going to win because you're not going to be breathing at the end of this. That a girl. Hey, and I me, knew like do me, what? do me a favor and stop your video. Just stop it. Like the bottom left corner. Like just hit stop video. That's where your audio still works. Uh-huh. Can you hear me good? All right, good. Let's just run it like that because it keeps your video is what's messing up, not your audio. So okay, cool. before it fucks up any of the rest of the recording. All right. But, um, uh, yeah, so it was a super quick, like 26 seconds. Got in, got out, raised my hand, walked down to the press conference, walked back, and I didn't sleep for 26 hours after that. You were jacked up. Dude, I when I when he raised my hand in front of 5,400 people in that arena. And he raised my hand and they, and you could hear your name over the jumbo over the loudspeakers that you won the fight, your adrenaline and like everyone's standing on their feet and you look around and the whole arena is on their feet, cheering for you. Your adrenaline goes through the roof. I did not sleep for 26 hours. I didn't sleep on the plane. I didn't sleep in my hotel afterwards. 
I didn't sleep when I got home. And then I finally, after that, I slept for like 17 hours. Yeah. The girl, the girl that I was dating at the time went with me to go do this shit. And I was so embarrassed. Like I, I wasn't, I was, I wasn't embarrassed that I lost. Like if it was a fair fight, I still think if the the guy who I was supposed to fight was the guy that I ended up fighting, I think it would have went way, way different. I wasn't really embarrassed about it, but I was like, I didn't want to do anything afterwards. So I had the opposite feeling of you. Like I just, I wanted to go to bed. I, Cause I knew, I knew that all my friends just saw me get wore the fuck out, never get knocked out, but wore the fuck out. And then I was just waiting to have to tell everybody like, yeah, I was lying about my name. Like, yeah, I just did. I did. I was not about to get knocked the fuck out in front of everybody. Yeah. See, after my fight, I, they, they wanted to, they wanted us to like, they're like, look, you can hang out in the arena, wait for the big crowds to leave and then go back to your hotels, whatever. I left immediately. I wanted to be in the crowd with all the people. I walked out there. I was like taking pictures and signing autographs and like being in people's videos. I wanted to be all up in it. And then I like, I wanted to do anything and everything. We went to a bar afterwards and hung out. We drove around like West Virginia, like wheeling where we were. That was really fun. We got back to Nashville and I couldn't wait to like talk to everybody. I was like, I had, as soon as that fight happened, they, it ended. I walked back into the dressing room to like change out of my fight clothes and put on like regular people clothes. They handed me my phone and I had 237 text messages within 15 minutes of it ending. And it was People from high school, people like a girl that I went to elementary school with, like we're in the same third grade class. She texted me. It was everywhere. And I was pumped. I was like, this is the best. This is so fun. And did that like just the thrill of it all? Is that led you to where you're like, fuck it, let's do it again. Let's run it back. Yes. Yes. Because I have a friend who he's a comedian. And I remember asking him years ago, I was like, how did you know you wanted to be a comedian? Like how how did you know that's what you wanted to do for the rest of your life? And he said, first time I ever got a standing ovation. He was like, that's, he was like that feeling that I got. He was like, I was something I couldn't replace. And I was willing to do whatever it was to have that feeling again from that standing ovation. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. I didn't really like get it. And then it happened. And I remember standing up in that ring and you can see it on my face in the photos. I, with my hand in the air, I like felt that. And in that very moment, I was like, I will do this for the rest of my life for as long. I'll, I'll do whatever to feel this for the rest of my life. Yeah. Being because there's there's been moments in my life that you've got to do cool shit like that. And there's nothing. There's not a drug. There's not a drink. There is nothing that fucking feels that good, dude. Nothing. And it's like, I think a lot of it. And I don't know how it is in, in like music and stuff. Cause I don't like, I don't do the whole music side of entertainment, but I think in the side of fighting, it's something it's a, it's, it's not a, it's not a team sport. Yeah. You have a coach and you have like teams of people. So like you have a coach, you have trainers, you like, you can have a nutritionist, you can have like all these different people. You've got guys in your gym that you're like technically on a team with, but it's a single handed sport. Like once yeah. it's up, once you're up there, you're making decisions for you. Once you're in a ring, it's you and her and you're making the decisions. And so it's one of those things where it's like, you did it all by yourself. You did it. Like, yes, you credit your coaches and everyone who's like got you that far. But at the end of the day, it's like you're up there making a lot of decisions. By yourself and. 
it's like, it's a lot of pride that you're like, I, I just did that. I did that. And I didn't, it's so cool. It is so cool. So who reached out to you next? Uh, Cause I know like there's some stuff that you talked about when we were uh, doing the stuff at live vote for Ray's rowdy, but uh, you got another one coming up with barstool, but there's something else too, right? Yeah. So after the barstool fight, the promoter came up to me immediately after the fight, shook my hand and goes, way to go. I'll see you in December. And I was like, you want to have me back? And he was like, I wouldn't have it any other way. Cool. And I was like, all right, I'll be there. Sounds good. And then the next day, getting on the airplane the next morning, I saw one of the Barstool personality guys who I've kind of like become friends with. And he shook my hand and he goes, welcome to the fight game, kid. I think you're in for the long haul. And I was like, wow, that was really cool. Like that was a really cool moment. And then two days after that, I got a DM and like I had gotten a lot of DMs within those 24 hours. And I had like kind of just dismissed pretty much all of them because I was like, these are all weird, like Barstool fans, yeah. just kind of like even be. And I had this one in there that kind of was, it was kind of like a spam message almost that I was like, this is weird. Like, and it was like, hey, my name's so-and-so. I work with UFC um, on the production side. He was like, we cast for a lot of our reality shows and some of our other um, combat sports. He was like, I would love to connect with you and have you out in Vegas, the UFC Apex. And I was like, huh? That's not, that's not even remotely what I just did. UFC is so much different than what I just did. Yeah. And so I didn't answer it for two weeks. I just left it. And then this guy followed me on Instagram and he's the head producer for TMZ. And I saw that I had a DM from him and he was like, Hey, we'd love to interview you. Like, please reach out to this email. If you like want to talk about some opportunities, whatever. And I was like, that's weird. And then I thought about it. I was like, huh, I wonder if that like UFC message was like a joke or not. Scrolled back down, <laughs> found it. And I like responded. I was like, hey, so sorry. I've had so many messages, like totally like kind of bullshitted. Like I had so many messages and I lost this one. And I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, here's my email if you want to talk further. Cause I wasn't about to DM the guy. Cause I was like, if it's legit, he'll email me. Emails me from like the UFC email address. Like it says his name at UFC.com with like, his big, um, what is it called? Email signature with like all yeah. of like information. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is legit, legit. Like that. And he like looped in all these other producers. And I was like, oh, this is actually legit. Like this is really the UFC. So I actually fly out on Wednesday morning. So in three days, I fly out to the UFC Apex to go meet with the production team over there and Dana White on Wednesday. Dude, that's fucking awesome. I'm terrified i'm not gonna lie to you oh well you shouldn't i mean you don't really have a loss in this situation i don't have a loss but like i watch a lot of ufc i really enjoy watching like ufc and i love combat sports and so i really enjoy watching it and dana white is probably one of those people i don't ever get starstruck ever yeah i mean i mean i live in nashville i meet a lot of people i work with a lot of people i've never in my life I think two people on this earth that I would like freak out about would be Justin Bieber <laughs> and probably like probably Connor McGregor or like Sugar oh, Sean. I got a McGregor shirt on right now. Yeah. Like yeah. Sugar Sean or like Connor McGregor and now like Dana White. Cause I've really like gotten into combat sports in the last two years. So now like Dana White is added to the list. And so the, I'm the terrible. only thing I would be worried about with the UFC and like I, I'm a sports fanatic anyway. 
but I know that there's been like people, whether it's been boxing for females or or mixed martial art for females, maybe not even the UFC technically, because it seems like they really protect their athletes and everything, and they really look out after people. But I've seen where other folks will find like somebody who's a social media personality or a pretty face if you're a woman, and they're like, yeah, we're going to train you for a little while, and they put them in the ring with somebody that's just a fucking up-and-coming beast that you don't really know nothing about, and it's just kind of to help put the other person on the map, if that makes sense, like using somebody else's, you know, social media status or what they've done before to kind of introduce somebody else because of them. But I, I don't I don't know if UFC would do that. You and you honestly, from the stuff I've watched of you, you're a badass. Like you you seem like you're the type of person that if you if they were to give you a a legit, which I'm sure your trainers in Nashville are great. I don't know anything about them, but if they were to give you like some fucking badass MMA trainers in a couple of years, you could probably be a badass. Like you could probably really do the damn thing from what I've seen. Yeah, I would definitely I would definitely be interested in like I would I wouldn't say no. Um, I really, I watched a Conor McGregor documentary when I was 19 years old. I was babysitting. I'll never forget. I was babysitting. Their kid was taking a nap. I was bored, turned on a Conor McGregor documentary, watched it four times in one day and was like, I could do that. I could do, I could do that. The way he eats, the way that he trains, I could do that. I would be interested in learning how to do that. And now kind of coming like full circle. Now I'm almost 25. And now I'm like, all right, I can box. I'm pretty good at it, I would say. You are. You, yeah. Like, I'm pretty good at it. I would, I, in two years, if, if I trained MMA style, if I trained for that, I would do it 100%. I would get in a cage 100%. Yeah, you, you can tell, like, you're you're not very uh, easy to intimidate. Like, and no. I think that's probably, like, the probably the main thing. Men, I can't, I don't know what it takes to be a fucking one of these crazy motherfuckers to get in there with people that are just pretty much killers. Like women though, I think the main thing with y'all is you have to be where you're not easy to intimidate. Like you have to be able to look across the ring and be like, don't care if they got more muscles. I don't care if they've got fucking thick ankles or skinny ankles or whatever. Like whoever you get in the ring with, it's like, yeah, I can kick their ass. And I feel like you have that mentality. Yeah, that's something like my coach here in Nashville talks about a lot. Like you can kind of like you said, like you can you can teach a lot of things, but you can't teach height or like you can't teach size. You can teach anybody to box. You can teach anybody to fight properly and like give them all the tools. But not everybody has the mentality to just like flip a switch and get in there and be like, I'm going to kill you. And not everybody can do that. And that and that's fine because not everybody should be able to do that, to be honest with you. Mm-mm. It shouldn't be a thing. I, I've been like that for a long time. I've played a lot of sports. I've always like been that way in sports as far as like winning games. I'll do just about anything to win. Like you think that I won't hip check you, break your hips. I, cu- I cut a girl's leg open in high school, senior year with my cleat. I cleated her. She was She had already fallen on the ground. And I was so mad at her and she was in my way and I was running and I knew I was like, I could move out of the way. I could like go around her, but like, she's not moving and that's not my problem. Cleated her thigh open. She had like 38 stitches or something like down to the the muscle. And I saw her the next day in a wheelchair and I saw her mom and her mom was like, you could have done better. And I was like, maybe, but Mm -hmm. I won and I'm going home with a trophy. So, you know what you remind me of? 
Have you ever seen that meme or whatever it was to where it's two girls playing soccer and a blonde girl snatches the dark-headed girl by her ponytail like to the fucking ground? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's you. That's yeah. 100%. I knew, too, because I didn't know too much about you when we did the Ray's Rowdy thing, right? I yeah. just really admired how you could talk shit. Like, that's why I was like, I want to have her on the show. And, like, the banter back and forth between us was really good. And it's it's kind of hard to find that with uh, with certain people. Um, there's a lot of women that I don't think doing a podcast or doing anything like this, even though with what the show is rated and all this kind of stuff, and ranked, I don't think it's intimidating for somebody like you to get on here and just bullshit and not even know what the fuck is not scripted or whatever we're going to talk about. But some people, they're, especially women, they'll get on here and they'll freeze up. And so I always love something like what me and you did the other day at Live Oak. And you can just tell, like, this, she's got the gift of gab. She's, she's not easily moved. Like, there were some lines that you threw at me. I was very impressed. And then, <laughs> and then afterwards, like when they were like, oh no, she's a badass. And I was like, well, next time y'all throw me up on stage with somebody, how about you let me know a little bit about them beforehand? Yeah. I didn't know who I was getting up there with, but yeah. it was, that was so fun. That whole thing. Cause I've known Matt for so long yeah. that Matt kind of like the stories I tell when sometimes when I tell Matt stories or like I get on his show and talk, Matt has like watched those stories play out in real life. <laughs> Matt remembers those stories from high school. Like Matt, he's like, oh yeah, I remember like you coming home from school and like saying that or like selling that at dinner and like those different things. Like, like you said, like that girl where the blonde was like pulling the girl with the brunette's hair down. Yeah. I will, I will tell you right now when I was in high school, there was a girl I went to high school with who I cannot stand to this day. If I saw her in real life right now, it's on site immediately. I don't care what kind of charges I catch. I don't care how long I spend in jail. It's on site because of how awful she was to me. And I I changed my hair color in high school every six weeks-ish. I had blue hair, pink hair, yellow hair, black hair. I shaved yeah. part of it. Like I was always doing something. And she would always pull my hair. And she'd be like, does this hurt? Does this hurt? Because it would hurt because my scalp was fragile because I was dyeing it and bleaching it all the time. Like it hurt. And I turned to her one day and I'm not going to say her name because she definitely will see this. And it's actually, no, no, I'm not because my mom will yeah. be so mad. Yeah. Don't, don't say her name because I won't fucking get sued or cut anything out of this episode. <laughs> no, because my mom will be so mad at me because my mom is friends with her mom. So it's fine. But I looked at her and I was like, pull my hair one more time. I was like, and I'll pull yours back. And like, I, if you ask anybody, I'm, I will give a warning every time. Kind of like that dick pic thing where I was like, look, do it again. I'll send it to your mom. Like, Still funny. I, one fair warning every single time but don't think that that's a joke because you're only getting one and after that i i'm gonna i my follow-through is good every time she pulled my hair one more time and i grabbed her ponytail i whipped it to the ground and she smacked her head on the concrete floor in the cafeteria and she never did it again ever she never touched me again she never ever and now she's Truly one of my biggest fans. I should send her a t-shirt. Like she watches all of my stories. She likes all my shit. She comments on everything. She'll DM me every once in a while and be like, oh my gosh, miss you. We should, no, we're not catching up and getting coffee. We're not. She's scared, bro. She's scared. (laughs) That made me, that made me like you so much fucking more right there because I'm the same way. Like 
I, I'm beefing with some little bitch boy right now in Nashville that I cannot fucking stand. Oh, and I have to know who it is because I probably know who it is, but you can tell me later. Yeah, I'll, tell I you, I'll tell you when we get off. But, like, the way you are and the way that I am, I'm going to go about being nice the first time. I'm going to yeah. go about saying, hey, you don't know what you're talking about. Let's just keep my name out of your mouth. Let's just stop it there. Like, I, if you want to meet and have a conversation like adults are supposed to and get a beer, like how men are supposed to, that's fine. But if you're going to talk shit on the internet about me, realize I'm the motherfucker that if you see me out, I'm not going to go the other way. Like that's, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you what your fucking problem is. And then you're going to fucking cower down or whatever. Cause you're not going to step to me. But it's just like, why would you even run your mouth? I love the fact that you're a person that you can't run your mouth about. I'm the same way. Me and you both. I like how you said on site, dude, because that's how I am. It's like I've given you options or chances to shut the fuck up and keep your mouth shut and keep just not mess with me because I'm good with you, but you don't want to. So surprise, yeah, like, shawty. Like I'm, I say it a lot and I think people know this about me. I'm very nice. Like I know that I'm intimidating and I, I think nice and intimidating are different. Like mean yeah. and intimidating are different. I'm, you can be nice and intimidating. Yeah. I'm a nice person. If you know me, you're like, yeah, she's nice. If you don't know me, you definitely are like, she's a bitch. And that's totally fine. I don't need new friends. I have lots of friends. I'm good. Like, I don't need anybody else. We're good. But I also, you are not going to talk shit about me. Yeah. You're not going to say anything about me on the internet. You're not going to talk shit about me to my friends and think I'm not going to find out and think that I'm not going to say something to you in person when I see you because you damn right I will. Yep. And I mean, it happens all the time. For instance, last night, last night, literally not even 24 hours ago, went out to a birthday party, walked in, saw two different guys that I know that I cannot stand, that I like have major problems with both of them because they're both punk ass bitch little boys. Whoa. Cannot stand either one of them. One of them walks up to me, tries to act like he doesn't know me. First of all, don't do that. Don't act like you don't know me. I smiled and he was like, can we not be civil? And I was like, I was like, I mean, we can be. I was like, you just like can't keep up your end of that because you still run your mouth. I don't run my mouth about you. You run your mouth about me. And then you get mad when I turn and tell the truth about you. That's yep. the problem. And he was like, he was like, whatever. And he like walked away. And I was like, I'm not dealing with you. It's fine. It's whatever. Live your life. Literally turn the corner, see another guy acts like he doesn't know me and I like grabbed his shoulder and I was like how are you gonna act like you don't know me when you literally followed me on Instagram this morning for the 30th time and he was like what and I was like I was like you unfollow and follow me every other day you add me and unadd me on Snapchat every other day because I won't add you or follow you back I was like don't act like you don't know who I am and then turn your eyes and roll like roll them don't do that and he was like well I would be nicer to you if you weren't such a bitch and I looked at him and I was like, let me tell you right now. I was like, that was your one and only time that you're allowed to call me that. I was like, one more time out of your mouth. I was like, you and I are both going to be famous for two very different reasons. Fuck yeah. Oh my God, I love you. And his little buddy was like, yo, 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 what's the problem? And he was like, I got it, man. I got it. And I was like, do you? I was like, do you really? I was like, because I know I was like one hit. I was like, your ass is on the ground. I was like, so don't come in here and try to act like you're all hot shit and shit. And like try to act all Rico Suave over here. 
And he was like, yo, 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 it's all love. It's all love. I've, I've, I would never hurt a fly. I would never disrespect you like that. And I said, let's just back it up to the very first time that we met last year on Halloween when you grabbed my butt. And when I turned around and told you that you couldn't do that, you looked at me in my eyes and said, well, it's out. Isn't that what you want? I said, I and hate then he, cocksuckers like that. Ooh, I hate fucking ooh. being like that, dude. And he DMs me on Instagram and goes, hey, it was really nice meeting you. Would love to go out sometime. I screenshotted the message because obviously I'm not going to respond to it, but I screenshotted it. He unsent it like a week later. Then he started talking to my roommate and I was like, whatever, live your life. Then that didn't work out. So he started like messaging me on, he added me on Snapchat. I didn't add him back. So then he unadded me and was like playing this game. He would follow and unfollow me on, on Instagram. And then he posted this stupid ass TikTok that he thought was like super hard. Like he definitely like, put a lot of thought into it and he is like a white boy wannabe singer songwriter who cannot write songs or sing and legit i kid you not was lip singing a drake song on his tiktok but in like black jeans and a blue polo in front of like a horse field like it was very weird yeah and i i screen recorded the video because i was like he's gonna get roasted the shit out of him for this video but i'm gonna save it because i want it forever it was up for probably three days was everywhere and ev- like the comments he was like getting roasted the people were like this can like people were like he definitely thought this was it like he definitely like thought this was hard shit posted it he took it down and then he was like talking his shit about me i heard about it i took the video that i had saved put it on my instagram story and i said this is the most embarrassing thing i've ever seen on the internet and tagged him and he goes, where did you get that? And I was like, I was like, the internet's forever. And so yes. that's like, that's like, that's been like the vibe with him. But I'm like, dude, you can't act out to me and then think that we're going to be cool just because yeah. we haven't talked in like a couple of weeks. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. remember everything. I keep every screenshot. I remember every conversation. I keep all the DMs. I know what you've said about me to other people. People tell me things. I know what goes on. Yeah. I love that you're like that. There's not enough people left in this world that are fucking like that. Like I am so much that way. I cannot stand people talking behind your back, but not having the balls to say it to your face. Like that, that bothers me. Social media has made it to where everybody thinks they're hard. Everybody thinks there's a fucking gangster. But then when you see somebody in person, they're just like, you know, they, 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 they want to change it up then. They don't want to have any confrontation in public. But then the second you fucking get away from them, they're making a video or they're making a post or whatever. And it's like, dude, you could have just said this shit to my fucking face. Like, why didn't you? Like, I, yeah, I, I hate that shit. I'm not going to get on TikTok or Instagram and you be like, oh, she said this or like make some sly post about me and think that I'm not going to say anything. Like this girl that I went to like we lived in the same neighborhood when we were kids children i'm talking like first second third fourth grade like children made an instagram or made a tiktok about me and i saw it and the like caption was like where's your childhood bully at now mind you i was not a bully i was like the most sweet little kid i was like the sweetest nicest little kid ever and anyone who knows me would know that yeah it was like where's your childhood bully at 
And she was like, I've been waiting for this one and I've saved it. I have the audio. It's going to be, I'm making it into something because I'm keeping it forever. She was like, I've been waiting for this one. She was like, um, she's probably leeching around middle Tennessee because she has nothing better to do and like leeching off of other people's lives, da, 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 whatever. And she's like, I, I'm in college. She obviously didn't go to college. First of all, who gives a fuck about that anymore? Who gives a shit anymore? Second of all, whatever. She's like, hopefully going to get my exercise science degree and then get her like master's in something else. And look, I know we said it at the beginning, we're not a little, we're not body shaming and we're totally not. I'm just saying, how are you going to be an athletic trainer if you've literally never been an athlete in your whole life? Like, how, <laughs> yeah. how? how are you going to be an athletic trainer and talk to me about diet when you quite literally have never played a sport or owned a pair of sneakers in your life to do any of that? How? Yeah. How are you going to do that? Tell me about that. Yeah, you can read all the books in the world and fucking recite everything you've learned. But when you look at somebody, and you know that they haven't done that shit, you're not going to listen to them or take them serious. I, I obviously ain't got the best body ever, and I really don't give a fuck. But I would never look at somebody and be like, you know what? I'm going to make you skinny today. I'm going to tell you exactly what the fuck you need to do. You you can't be what somebody's trying to transform out of into something else. And that's take like, like you can't. That's like, I will never forget. I had a sixth grade gym coach. And it was this short little stubby woman who had white hair and like bangs. And she was mean and I don't remember her name, but she would, I couldn't do a push-up in middle school. I still can barely do a push-up now is, which I think is so funny because I like, I'm pretty muscular, cannot do a push-up, cannot figure that shit out. Yeah, it's, it's not a natural motion. There's a lot yeah, of people that can, it's not natural. I just can't figure, it's just, it's whatever. And I will never forget in middle school, she was like, Ireland, I don't understand why you can't do a push-up. She was like, it's not that hard. And I was like skinny, skinny in, in middle school. Like I looked like a paperclip. And I remember looking at her and she was a larger woman. And I looked straight up at her in her eyeballs while I was crying in the gym in sixth grade. And I was like, can you do it? And she just looked at me and she was like, I'm not getting graded. And I was like, well, then I'm not doing it. Because <laughs> if you are the woman telling me to do this right now and you can't even do it, really? I'm sure as hell not. Yeah, that shit's, like, ne- that shit's never made sense to me. We had teachers, our gym teachers or whatever, growing up. And it's like, what the fuck are you telling me to run for? Shouldn't your ass be on this track right now? Yeah, I'm a sixth grader who weighs 89 pounds. Yeah. Like, you're a six five, 400-pound man. Like, you should go ro- walk some laps, dude. Yeah. Like, don't be in here telling me all these things. Or like, oh, I had a health and science teacher in... Six, I think it might have been sixth grade as well. And she was talking about like we we're going through the food pyramid and about like you know, you learn like what your body needs to like properly like oh the old thing that lied to us. Yeah, the whole like functionality of like yeah. what you need to have your body pro- properly function throughout a day and like sleep well and all that stuff. And I remember I went into class and I had like a fruit roll-up, like a fruit by the foot, like roll-up thing, and I was eating it. And she was like, Ireland, that is not a part of today's diet. What blah, 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 whatever thing. And I looked at her. This woman literally had a handful of like little candies that she used to keep on her desk. And it was like she always had a mixture of like M&Ms or Skittles or like something. And I looked at her and I was like, Miss Nichols, what for what? I was like, I what? What do you what? I can't, I'm gonna eat the fruit by the foot. And you're going to eat your M&Ms and we're going to go about our day. Because at the end of the day, 
I really don't need to know any of this. So like I think, I think you've done good pretty good for yourself to to I get I don't know. Some of that shit just doesn't make sense to me. Like the people that had to teach us shit. And you've obviously done a lot better with your body and your health and where you're at and even competing now. Then yeah. The, and then you've probably done it your way the entire time. Everybody's body's different. Everybody, what you can consider, I don't care who yes. you are. That's why you need a nutritionist if you really give a fuck about your weight and your well-being and not just taking advice, generic advice from people. Because everybody's body is so fucking different. You, yes. are, I bet you could almost eat the same amount of food as I can. And we're just going to, we're probably going to digest it different. It's going to be, you're going to burn yours off a thousand times quicker than me, probably. Yeah. Like, and that's, I think that's ath- athletics or not. That's just the way that it is. Everybody's body processes so many things differently. I mean, think about all the people that like, like, I don't eat gluten. I don't eat dairy. I don't eat a lot of processed sugars. And so, and be, and it's because I know that my body cannot process those as well as other people's can. So I just don't eat them. But like, you better believe that things that I can eat, all the other, I will, I mean, I can put away some food. My mom yeah. was just telling, I was, I was telling my mom today and we were talking about that. We were talking about, I've got a nephew and she was talking about how like, she's like, he's eating everything. Like he just wants to eat nonstop. Like he's eating everything right now. And she looked at me. She goes, you were the same way. She goes, you didn't even have teeth. She was like, and you were eating full cheeseburgers. She was like, you've never cared. She was like, you just, she was like, you've just had always been like been able to eat. And even like, I've got little brothers who are like, she can eat just about as much as us. I mean, and they're some big boys. And I just, but I think it's just the way that people's bodies process things differently. It's, it just it's genetics. It's everything, dude. It's, it's, there, there's a yeah. million different things. And that, and that's, that's why it's always been so stupid for me to see fat teachers. And I, like I was the fat kid. Like it always was so frustrating to me to see somebody who's obviously struggling with their weight to tell me who, how I'm supposed to eat while I'm struggling with my weight. Like this shit never made sense to me. Honestly, teachers never really made a lot of sense to me because it didn't matter what the class was or what they were supposed to be teaching they always made it seem like anything they were teaching you was like life and death. And that if you did not learn it the exact way that they need, you know what I mean? Like it was life yeah, and death, whatever yeah. it was. I it know. Was Go ahead. Like for instance, freshman year of high school, I had a writing teacher and she was this little old lady who looked like a bird and she always wore rust colored clothing. Like, I, I'm not kidding. That I, If anybody who knows what I'm talking about knows exactly what I'm talking about. Like, they just know. And the first day of freshman year, she looked at me dead in my eyeballs and goes, I don't like freshmen in my class. And I was the only freshman in her class. And she was like, you will fail. And I was like, all right, well, that's great. My mom told me how to take this class to graduate. So I'm just I'm just here to do what I'm supposed to do and get on on my way. And my whole life, like my whole like uh, freshman year, every day, she always had some comment about like something I was doing. It was a writing class. It was not that important. Like, calm down, not an author. Always had some comment about it. Always. And I looked at her one day as she was grading a paper of mine. And she was like, this is all wrong. This is terrible. You're a terrible writer. This, that, and the other thing. And I looked at her and I was like, do you have a published book? Do you have you ever written anything in your life? Have you ever published a blog? Have you ever like written something for someone to read out loud at an event? Have you ever written a speech? 
Have you done anything? I was like, do you even have a college degree like in this? Like, what are we doing here? And she was like, like, no, this is just one of my passion projects. I'm sorry. You're telling me that I'm crying in your classroom right now because you think that I'm like the world's most awful writer ever. And you've never written anything. You have no credits to your name. You, be like, you might be my spirit animal, dude. Like what? I mean, that's like, that's like somebody who literally only listens to music, trying to tell a songwriter how to write a song. Absolutely. And I'm like, Oh, you, you've never done that before. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for your input, but that's not needed here. Like you don't know what you're talking about. Dude, you're cool. That's like you're, like you're, you're one of my new favorite people in Nashville. Thank you. I try. Yeah, well, you're just real. And that is what I try to project on people so much that it doesn't matter who the fuck you are or what you love in life or whatever. Just be authentic and be real to yourself. And you are unapologetically real. And I fucking love it. What are you doing November the 8th? Are you are you in town November the 8th? November the 8th? Yeah. Uh, okay. I might be in town. I okay. don't. Okay. Well, let, let me know when we get off there because our end of the year show at Live Oak is November the 8th. And the first hour to two hours of a six-hour thing from 5 to 11 is uh, like the podcast portion of it. But we don't do ours the same as Ray's Rowdy. Like we're on stage with one artist at the time and we talk to them in between songs. So like that night we got Ashlyn Craft, we got uh LV Shane, we got Brett Shiroki, we got Ryan Nelson. Um, we've got five hours of just a lot of fucking good artists for our end of the year show. And uh I want you to come if you're in town. I want you to be one of our guest hosts on the show. Yeah, if I'm in town, I'm so in. Absolutely. Well, cool. Just let me know whenever we get off of here. And everything, but um, real quick before we get off, there, drop all your social media stuff. Tell them where they can find you to go watch the Barstool Sports fight and all that good shit. Anything you want to plug right now, plug that son of a bitch. Um, my Instagram is Ireland Gabriella. Uh, Gabriella is with one L G A B R I E L A. My TikTok is Ireland dot Gabriella. Um, my next fight is December eighth in Wilmington, Delaware, at I don't know what arena it is, but it's somewhere in Wilmington, Delaware. Um, that's with Rough and Rowdy Barstool. Um, it's going to be a really good fight. I'm really excited. Um, I fight January 24th in LA on a really, really big, exciting card. So that is super exciting. What, um, what, is, what is that one? Uh, I'm not really allowed to say yet, but. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell me a lot. Tell me a lot. All right. But it, we're getting there. It'll be okay. fun. Cool. But I'm fighting again. I'm fighting twice. And then after that, I'll hopefully we'll fight in the fall or in the spring but yeah i don't that's kind of where we're at instagram cool. tiktok um and then you probably find me on i don't have anything else but that's really <laughs> well, <laughs> i was thanks, thinking i was like well you know well thanks for thanks for hanging out for a little bit and uh i look forward to it. i know i'm gonna watch your next one you got a fan in me now just because of who the fuck you are dude i Thank guess you. you you being real as fuck that's 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 the kind of people I like to be around, and that's the kind of like people I like to share their stuff. So, yeah, uh, I just appreciate you hanging out with me for a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Cool. All right, folks. Well, thank y'all for listening to the Josh Terry podcast. We will catch y'all next time. 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.